we are here at Sal's Beverage World in Phillip Park on Roosevelt Road. Thrilled to be here with the one and only, the Hall of Famer, Chris Chelios, as he's signing his Bottles Vel Bandito Yankee Tequila. And Chris, just got to see you yesterday. What an event at the United Center. Just something very, very lucky to be in the building for. Yeah, I don't think I've been to too many of those, um, and it's pretty exciting. I had goosebumps. I was so happy for Marion Hosa and the fans also. I never seen so many Hosa jerseys as I was driving up to the United Center, and it all made sense. But, uh, you know, to see Duncan Keith and Seabrook and Shaw and, and, and Sharpie and all these former players, Jarmelson, a fan favorite, come back and, and honor him. Uh, but what an accomplishment in the short time that he played with the Blackhawks to win three cups and um, – and, and accomplished what he did throughout that course of his, his time with the Hawks. And when I think of Hosa, I just think of how professional he is, how he you know approached the game on and off the ice and the effect he had on the younger kids, especially when he came to Chicago from Detroit. He's exactly what they needed, and, uh, and they talk about that veteran leadership. He's a class act. So uh, to him, I know he's still in town. Congratulations, Hosa. Hope you're listening. That's Chris Chelios. We're here at the uh, Sales Beverage World in Villa Park on Roosevelt Road. Come on out. We're going to be taking Blackhawks Live all the way to 8 p.m. Chris Chelios is signing his bottles of El Bandito Yankee Tequila. Uh, speaking of Marion Hosa and his book, uh, Marion Hosa had mentioned you a lot in it. You were quoted in it. What was going through your mind when you're a member of the Detroit Red Wings and you find out you guys are getting Marion Hosa after you just had to face him in the finals in the Stanley Cup? I mean, when you think of power forwards, and he, he's just a, a horse, I'd, I'd say. Messier was a moose, and Hosa, he was the horse. But everything he did, you know, a great two-way player. Um, and, you know, we had just won the Cup. Right. You know, prior to that year, Hosa came there. We beat him in Pittsburgh. And uh, I thought it was a, a cinch. You know, we're going to win another back-to-back Cup. We just stole Pittsburgh's best player. Um and just amazing to watch him. Um, and when you when you start, you, you play with a player, and you get a chance to see him day in and, and day out. You just it re- you realize how special a player he was. And I thought I was the hardest working guy in the <laughs> NHL. Maybe at that point I was probably sixty eight years old when Host got there. But uh, you know, in the gym, on the ice, and practice, he he had fun. He made it fun, and that's you know that's kind of the way I approach the game also. So. I get it, and uh, like I said, there's no better teammate and no better team player than, than Marion. actually got a chance to talk with him over the weekend, and I brought up what he remembers most about being your teammate, and that's what he said, that the hard work ethic um, that he idolized so much, it seems like he carried that throughout his entire career. Uh, what about that, you know, keeping such good care of your body? Uh, you know, it's, it's not just about getting ready for the games and warming up for the games. Actually, he said in the book how he did 500 squats every (laughs) night during the playoffs with Pittsburgh, and I actually brought that up to Kaylee, your daughter, and she's like, yeah, I think my dad said he did something like that too. I mean, what what is it in your... In your brain and hockey players' brains, that okay, we need to do this. We need to set this standard in order to perform where we need to perform. I mean, for me, I always kept things simple. I just figured the harder you, that you worked, the more success you'd have. I, it was, so if guys worked out an hour, I'd work out an hour and a half. It was just that simple for me. And I host, I think host did the same thing. And you, you, you know, when I saw him afterwards and after practices and games in the gym, it just then it turns into a competition between me and host, who's going <laughs> to. You know, stay in the gym longer and do more squats or do more, you know, bench or whatever it is. But it, it is contagious for sure. And I just watched a documentary on the 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 dream team and the 
the redeemed team for the NBA yeah. and then Kobe, what he did, you know, by setting the stage there and, and training at five in the morning and all of a sudden, you know, the team's doing it. You know, one guy said, I'm not getting there at five in the morning, <laughs> but for the most part, all the players, it, it caught on and it, and it, you know, it works. So, you know, host was that same type of player and, and it was contagious. And when he did it, these young players looked up to him and, and, and it, you know, that's where you have success and that's where teams win championships. We're here in Sales Beverage World in Villa Park. Um, we're here for a reason. You've got your El Bandito Yankee Tequila that's been uh, flying off the shelves and a yes. uh, huge sponsor during the Blackhawks broadcast. Every time they score a goal, we hear John Wideman and Kaylee Chelios or Troy, Troy Murray talking about breaking out the Bandito. Tell us a little bit about the tequila because I hear it's so smooth that it's criminal. That's it. That's our slogan. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, we're Chicago based, Chicago owned, and I think we're one of the only tequilas that are. So why not support us? It's a it's a great quality tequila, priced right. I know no money matters, so we're we're trying to make it convenient and and affordable. But like I said, it's double filtered, it's oxygenated. I don't pretend to be the the genius in tequila <laughs> as wine. I don't. You're know not a lot pouring the beakers with the no, lab coat or anything. I, no. I wasn't down in those distilleries <laughs> in uh, Jalisco. I, I, my partner did that with a bunch of the guys that should do it. My palate is a like a beer palate. So, um, but no, we. The funny thing is, when we did the tastings, at one point when we got to the final tasting, all seven guys at the table agreed on the same juice. So that was kind of impressive that we all agreed. And, and this was so good, and including the reposados, that it was, wasn't coincidence. It's just really good tequila. So I hope, like I said, you got to try it, and the proof's in the pudding. So uh, we're 100% behind it, and we're working our tails off in you know the Midwest right now and a few other states. And we hope to be the best to kill in Chicago anyway. That way I can have bragging rights over my, my partners and everybody else. Uh, uh, you're you're kind of like the Chicago George Clooney now. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you God, got... I wish I was George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, uh, and you've got Chicago ties. Actually, we're, we're both a couple of Southsiders yep. here out in Villa Park. Uh, what's, what's it like growing up playing hockey in Chicago? Because I know it's not, it's not the biggest hockey uh, hotbed, but it, it's not the worst either. So what, what was your experience like growing up playing you, the game here? You know what? I, I, and you mentioned the south side. There is a difference between the south side and the north side. The north yes, side, there is. they were always winning state championships. Uh, I'm not going to say they were buying them, but they could <laughs> afford to bring players in from the west and, and mm. sponsor kids. And that's all part of it. Every you know team, every organization was doing that. But it, you know nobody came from Evergreen Park at the time. We had a few parks they froze over in the winter. The firemen would come over and hosed down a basketball court, and we had a rink for the, the, the three, four months. But, you know, I, I really lucky were, that I was able to continue to keep playing. And I, I actually went out to California when I was 16, and that kind of was a weird thing. But, you know, we had a lot of kids that skated for sure, and we had some good Southside teams. We won the state championship with St. Jude one year, and, the, and that's still around St. Jude. It's been a great organization for years. Um, but, again, real fortunate in the you know, there's no one in the 60s, 70s, 80s coming out of Chicago, and all of a sudden it was me, Olchek, you know, Granado, Bates, Pataglia, that that era, and then and now it's of course common for some great players to come out of Chicago. You saw Comfort just winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Northsider, I'll throw that at him yeah. because we'll, I got we'll that. I got that little problem with the Northsiders. <laughs> I always have. We're just jealous, but yeah, and 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 because of players like me, like I looked up to players. You know, when I was growing up, I just happened to hopefully pave the way for Chicago kids to show them that, you know, you work hard, you get a few breaks, and you make the most of your opportunity. Maybe not professional, but you're going to get into a college, and I think that realistically that's what every kid's, you know, goal should be is to get into college. Congrats to your caravan, by the way. Oh, my God, they're having a great year. They're beating up on everybody. It was a close game last week, but 
They're going strong. Yeah, no, Jordan Lynch is really no no knows what he's doing with that football team. Yeah. Hey, we're at Sales Beverage World in Villa Park. Chris Chelios is here signing bottles of his El Bandito Yankee Tequila. This is Blackhawks Live. Taking you up to 8 o'clock tonight. Want to remind you that Blackhawks Live is sponsored by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get. More with Chris Chelios when we come back. You're listening to Blackhawks Live 720 WGN. We've got Chris Chelios, the Hall of Famer, signing bottles of his El Bandito Yankee Tequila. He's got some pucks here. You've been getting quite the memorabilia signed, yeah. too. How about that guy with the Chicago guitar? Yeah, that was cool. You had all these celebrities, actors, musicians, uh, all piled in with not much room left on it. But, yeah, and then... Got a, a picture with me and, and Stan McKeon and Bobby Hall of getting goosebumps looking at this <laughs> thing and, and his son, Brad, just bringing back great memories of, you know, obviously these guys I idolized growing up when I was playing. You know, so yesterday we had Kaylee, your daughter, on the broadcast and during the whole Marion Hosa event, just pretty surreal. The United Center does such a good job with putting all those on, but they keep panning over to Marion Hosa's daughters and they don't know what to do. They just kind of like wave to the camera and everything. And Kaylee and I got to talking about that, about... You know, Kaylee's at the age, or was at the age, where she understood what you were doing in your career. She was old enough to kind of comprehend all of that. Not the same situation for Mary and Hosa, but she said the one thing that really made it all click was during the Hall of Fame ceremony and, and seeing all these people, in a sense, worship you. You know, just in a sense, just kind of flock to you, just want to be in your presence. Uh, did you get that feeling that it all kind of came full circle for something like that? Well, I think we're made it special like for me was to have my friends my family and it's a hike getting up there i had over 100 people you know make the trip up to toronto which isn't easy uh supporting me and um at the i I look back and that's what i thought about looking at their faces during my speech uh looking back at kaylee and my kids and and you know that it's a proud moment and i was lucky enough my parents were still both alive and you know it just made it all worth it. You know, those early mornings, your, your mom and your dad are driving you. And, um, you know, everything I have is because is of hockey. And uh, Kaylee, you know, she lived it with two older brothers. She had no choice but to play goalie at first <laughs> and eventually work her way out of that net because it's a bad place to be. Um, and then, her, you know, her younger sister, Tara, they all played hockey. And, you know the girls. Uh, you know ultimately they they played lacrosse. Kaylee and Tara mm-hmm. going to Northwestern. That's where Kaylee got her her degree in journalism and, and went on to work for Tampa and, and accomplish what she did and, and get to where she is now. And that's a proud moment for her dad. No one. One of my kids, you know, Jake played in the NHL for about eight games, which is amazing. Um, but Kaylee's stuck in the NHL now, <laughs> hopefully for the rest of her her career here. So it's it's great, and I'm I'm lucky enough that I grew up in this town. And now, full circle, I'm back here with all, most of my family and working with my daughter at the rink. It's a riot. <laughs> she has mentioned, too, that you know you two get along so well, obviously, the father-daughter relationship, but it seems like you guys are great friends as well. She's also mentioned that she thinks that you two are the most similar throughout the whole family. Do you, do you see that? Oh, there's no question. She was a problem child. <laughs> you know, I was a problem child. And I, I can tell you, she was a... <laughs> She was tough in high school, and after she got out of high school, I don't know what the heck she did, but she got away with it um, and, and made herself a, and, and where she is today. But she's very similar. She's a leader. You know, she always keeps the kids on these text you know, chains and yeah. meeting her, brother, her brothers and sisters. So, yeah, we, we are real similar, and she got that you know, mean to her too, believe it or not. It's too bad she wasn't a boy. I, I probably shouldn't say that, but um, she, she has the same mentality as I do, yes. Yeah, yeah, she's she's breaking barriers with everything yes, that she's she doing. Yes, she is. Yes, so she is. It's a better thing that she's not a boy. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, you mentioned as a youth, 
moving from Chicago over to California. And uh, it sounds like uh, you were one of the hits of the dad's trip. I, uh, maybe not the biggest hit. I think the biggest hit might have been Ty Domi. I was following along <laughs> on Instagram, uh, all his stories. Are you playing pickleball with, with Ty Domi? Yeah, I mean, he's a beauty, Ty. That's <laughs> all I'll say. And it's great that Maxie's here. He's he got off to a good start playing on that top line, mm-hmm. you know, with Kaner and Anathesiu. Uh, but like I said, I, I got a lot of respect for Ty. What he did, his role is not easy. I'm thank God I didn't have to do anything like that. But you know, he's got he's got his hands in everything, Ty. Yeah, but when Max got his overtime goal there, that first game of the year, uh, the next day you see guys like Mark Wahlberg tweeting or <laughs> I don't know, social media Instagramming, and the famous soccer soccer player Beckham and Tom Brady. Wow. So. You know, he mixes with some of those guys, and he's a really interesting guy, Ty, and he's a very successful businessman. But, yeah, the the, the dads, back to your comment, the dads loved him in the suite. Um, he's very entertaining and intense, but when you sit with him for a game and he's watching Max, he's no fun to sit with. Oh, boy. Yeah, trust me. Sweating bullets? or No, he just got an angry look on his face. <laughs> but, no, it was a great dad's trip. Whoever came up with that idea to have the mom's trip and the dad's trip, it was a heck of an idea. I remember taking you know, our dads to my house in Malibu. Some of them got in the ocean. They did some surfing, and, and it was just a great day to remember on that beach. I was going to say, did, did you have a dad's trip when you played at all? I did. Yeah, yeah I did. And uh, like I said, I'm fortunate my dad was still around. And, you know, it, it, the win or lose on those trips, the dads, they have a blast. And I, I'd say the moms, they get a little more excited, and, and, and it's a lot louder in the suite. But like again, it, it's just a great experience for those parents to to see what the players actually go through on a day to day basis. You know, especially on the road. Well, and I think the moms have the bragging rights too, because I, I think they have a little bit of a better record. Better than the record, dad's trip, yeah. But- well, that would be because the players probably aren't drinking as much as their moms <laughs> as they are with their dads, right? I was going to say you just you can't perform poorly in front of your mom because you know you're going to hear it once right. you get back on the bus. Uh, we're here with Chris Chelios at Sales Beverage World in Villa Park. He's signing bottles of Vizel Bandito, Yankee Tequila. Uh, real quick, Chris, again, like you said, full circle, grew up in Chicago. What do you remember about being a Blackhawks fan growing up? I mean, my first game, I'll never forget it. My dad took me. I was up in the, the highest seats. He called them the nosebleeds you can possibly be. And I was the, the game where Bobby Hull ended up scoring his 50th goal. He had a hat trick in that game, in the, wow. one of the last games of the season. So, and I just remember the smoke-filled, you know, stadium hovering over the, the ice right, right around the ceiling. Obviously, um, gate three and a half, that's where we all snuck in when we didn't have money back in the day. <laughs> just pay the guy at the door a couple bucks. But, no, it, there was no better stadium, and that's, that's my memories, is that old stadium and the, the Blackhawks, of course, my heroes, the whole team, Magnuson, Makita, Hull, uh, Pitt Martin, I took the you know the number seven when you know obviously Makita's number wasn't available, but uh, it, it was a great time for me. Uh, and, and they had some great teams. They came up short to Montreal Canadiens. No one could beat them back then. Um, but great, great players. You played in the old stadium, right? I did. Yeah, I played from '91 to I believe '96. The United Center uh, was built, and we we opened that place up. But again, like to to to, to grow up watching that as a kid, and then. Back getting traded was probably the, the worst and best day of my life. Yeah. Uh, when, when I was, you know, upset when I got traded, and then when I asked to where, they said Chicago. I couldn't hang up the phone, jump on the plane quick enough, and and move back to Chicago with my family. And then, how were your emotions when all of a sudden you become a Detroit Red Wing? Uh, it was tough. That uh, you know, we I finished the last thirteen games. We lose in the playoffs, and then I felt like I was a guy with no home. 
The people in Detroit hated me because we lost. The people in Chicago hated me because I left. But thank God, you know, in in the next you know fifteen twenty years, you know, I I had a very a lot of success in Detroit. The Hawks, you know, were in a rebuild, and then they, you know, thank God they came back, won those three cups, and all was forgiven with me, <laughs> yeah. and I was welcomed back here with open arms. So it it was really fortunate the way things turned out for me. And um, again, I, you know, people don't know what happens behind closed doors. It was time for me to leave. You know, Chicago, maybe not necessarily go to Detroit, but it was the best opportunity. And quite frankly, it was the closest to Chicago to be close to my family. I had a sister who you know, wasn't healthy, and it made it easy for that commute. And, it, you know, like I said, I'm glad it worked out for me. Wow, that, that's quite a story. Chris, thanks so much for all the, all the stories like that. I know so many Blackhawks fans just remember so much about you and obviously the long lines that we had here. It's been cool. Thanks so much, and best of luck with the El Bandito Yankee Tequila moving no, forward. No, and thank you, and thanks to you know Sal's Beverage World. Uh, we're going to be the we'll kill everybody else in this store as far as selling tequila. <laughs> I guarantee you that we don't lose. <laughs> El Bandito Yankee Tequila here at Sal's Beverage World. Chris Chelios here for a little bit more. Yeah, we got Chris Chelios here. He's we're going to we're going to get where's your camera? <laughs> yeah, we're getting some bonus time with uh, Chris Chelios as he's taking pictures with fans here again. Sal's Beverage World in Villa Park. As we wrap up Blackhawks Live, Hawks uh, falling to the Pittsburgh Penguins last night, a rough 5-3 loss on Marion Hosa night despite a great comeback by the team. They were down three goals and able to fight all the way back until the third period, but a Sidney Crosby goal giving the Penguins a 4-3 advantage and eventually the win. Crazily enough, that was apparently Sidney Crosby's first goal ever in Chicago. I couldn't believe that. I mean, I, I have a problem with that whole Pittsburgh team, including <laughs> him. He, he cost me a cup. Mario Lemieux cost me a cup with the Blackhawks. Right. So I, I, there's, I don't know why I hate them so much, but that's probably two of the biggest reasons. What a great player, but it is surprising that he has, that's his only goal. That's, that's crazy. I know. I, I couldn't believe that either. Well, apparently Pittsburgh had a really tough time lately in Chicago. That was their first win since 2009. I mean, but like, like you just said, you've got uh, – a little bit extra agitation to them. They, they just seem like always a team that plays tough, though, right? Yeah, and they've replaced guys. Like, you look at, you know, when Lemieux had Yager, and, you know, Crosby's got Malkin, and they've got that. Latang, such a great defenseman. And, you know, it, it, just like Chicago, you have to have that stud defenseman. We had, you know, I shouldn't say we, I wasn't with the team at the point. We had Seabrook and Keith. So right. you had a, a, a terrific combination and pairing. Uh, like a playoff recipe, and they, they they did everything, those two guys on the back end. And, uh, you know, it was fun to watch. But that Pittsburgh, I tell you what, they've done a great job over the years maintaining a playoff team. Now they're looking for that consistency, right? That's They're getting older, but they're still a team. You know, last year I remember when they were playing the Rangers, until, uh, what's his name, Truba, yeah. elbowed Crosby in the head and put him out. You know, Pittsburgh was in control up 3-1 to one in that series net. That one hit turned around that series somewhat like Seabrook, what he did to Bacchus yeah. back in the day. Uh, quite the reunion tour last night, too, with a bunch of guys that you just mentioned, and Seabrook and Keith and Jalmerson, and it seemed like even more guys were filling in throughout the game. I, I, you swung by that suite, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And I said, I didn't play with those guys, but because I'm a Chicago kid and I'm a <laughs> Blackhawks fan, I couldn't help myself over the years. When they won the Cups, I was at two of those parades as a fan watching cuz you know you don't experience like a city's you know lucky to experience a championship and that you know the parade and you know you, you feel like you're part of the team when you're a fan when when you celebrate something like that so um i'm sure all the fans that went through that era and the, 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 that decade of you know championships 
you know, to see Host and the rest of those guys you mentioned in the building last night, it brought back some great memories. And they did a terrific job with that ceremony. It's like I said, it's been a while since I've seen a a jersey retirement. I think Nick Lidstrom was the last one, but it, it's pretty amazing. I think that's the, the ultimate reward as a player you can get, even higher than the Hall of Fame. It's tough to get your your jersey retired. That's for sure. For sure, absolutely. Um, uh, what was the last thing I was going to ask? Oh, we we heard a little bit of the Michael Jordan stories. <laughs> I, I, I got to hear more about you went down to see him when he was in the minor leagues. Yeah, I mean, it just so happened I had the time, and I went, I'll drop a name. D.B. Sweeney was an actor, okay. and he had a history. He was in the Cutting Edge movie, the hockey movie where you know hockey player turns figure skater. But anyway, D.B. had a, a history in baseball, and it was his idea to go down to Phoenix and, and hang out with MJ and then – Terry Francona was his manager at the time, say, why don't you guys throw on some uniforms, grab a glove, and, <laughs> and, and jump in practice. So we literally were taking BP. We were playing the field. We were actually working out with the team in the weight room, taking the bus rides. We did everything but playing the games, and it was an amazing experience. You know, Charles Barkley was staying with MJ at the time and Charles Oakley. Uh, so just fantastic memory with MJ. And, and it just, again, the year he was out, Every game after he played, he was still in the gym training, which, again, that's something that I I live for. And it was like clockwork. He was so religious and, and making sure no matter where we were going after dinners, drinks, bars with the team, he took that 45 minutes to an hour after every game and, and when he was playing baseball, knowing he was going back to basketball, obviously. With you having such a front-row seat of, of his greatness, I mean, did, did you know how – remarkable how historic that was as it was going on or was it something that you maybe didn't realize until after it was over i mean i think it was when i got traded to chicago uh in 91 and watching the bulls go on their run and you know the one year we went to the finals and they won their first championship uh like i said winning is contagious so when you watch the bulls win the next day i couldn't wait to play the next game thinking you know we're going to be in that same position and set ourselves up to get in the finals and then win a Stanley Cup or, you know, like the Bulls win a championship. So uh, then after the second championship, then you start realizing how special that Bulls team was. And then they went on to win, what, five in a row? Or, and then MJ took the year off and win another one. So, again, as a fan, you know, you don't get that opportunity. I got to see my White Sox win a championship. Yeah. So I remember sitting with my dad in the upper deck when Canerco hit the Grand Slam. So... Uh, and the Cubs, you know, 2016. Like you look at, you talk to some fans; they're frustrated. You know, <laughs> you know, it, it's a very special to be able to share that with a city and a team. Well, thank you for sticking around and sharing some more stories with us, Chris Chelios, the Hall of Famer, number seven, who just said there's no higher honor than getting the number raised up, raised up into the rafters. Just going to throw that out there, Chris. Thanks so much. Really appreciate you being here with us. Thank you, Joe. That is Chris Chelios, and this has been Blackhawks Live. Thanks for sticking around. Again, Sales Beverage World, come grab a bottle of El Bandito Yankee Tequila. By the way, Blackhawks Live, sponsored by the Comment Energy Efficiency Program. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one.